0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah, yeah, My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome to Judd's Hockey Show, where uh, it's been a very busy day. We, of course, showed up here thinking we'd be talking about doing a one-timer, talking about the Wild and Rangers last night, and uh, this morning found out it was going to be a very different day. I'm Zolgad, he's Declan Goff, and uh, we're discussing the decision today That uh, came down this morning. Bill Guerin has fired Bruce Boudreaux as his head coach. Dean Everson is the interim head coach. There are 25 games left. And Declan, I got to be honest, uh, as we embark on the discussion of this, I'm completely confused here. Because the fact that Guerin was going to hire his head coach, his own guy, it's not surprising. If he had, after the 1-6 and start, fired Bruce then, you'd say, that's not surprising. If during the course of the time in the wild when Bruce was milking points out of this team left and right, you said, well, he, Bill Guerin wants a higher draft pick. He's going to fire Bruce because he's winning too much. Yes, that might be confusing, but it's not shocking. 25 games left, though. Uh, you've had a run of pretty good success here in the last 10 games. Yeah, you lost last night, but you still got a point. Do you have any theories? And right now, to me, despite the fact that Guerin talked this morning, this is all hypotheses and theories about what's going on here?
1: yeah there's a lot to kind of start where you want to start here because I think
0: I want your best i want your <laughs> best reckless speculation guess because this is not bill Garrett strikes me as a pretty straight shooter, yeah yeah in is. this sense, I don't think he can be
1: here i mean here's what I just don't get is you started off so poor to start the season you lost i think you won only one of your first ten games you were in the bottom of the standings, then you got white hot right from basically November first through mid december you were one of the best teams in hockey. Then once again, the swoon happened, and you were middling, and and you weren't doing too hot. And now you're catching fire again, and you traded Zucker on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You think, all right, maybe some more changes are coming, but you know what? They're going to rally around, and the locker room dynamic has also been shifting and been good. And then all of a sudden, you lose a two-goal lead to the New York Rangers. You fall in a shootout on a controversial goal, whatever. And then we wake up on Friday morning on a news dump, and Bruce Boudreau is fired. I think there was clearly some disconnect maybe to what direction this team wanted to go in heading into the trade deadline and heading into the end of the season. We, with Zucker going, it's clear that the Wild are tracking as sellers at the deadline. And I'm not sure if Guerin had a big trade proposal that he had at Bruce vetoed. Um, there is also the collaboration of rosters uh, of of players that were playing elevated minutes that maybe should have shouldn't have been playing elevated minutes. There's a lot we can go down here, Judd, but i I'm just more baffled at the timing of it. and I as a as Bruce probably probably biggest fan in this state, and I know I'm not the only one in that fan club mm-hmm. i I'm a little shocked and kind of disappointed, but i I want I do want to give Garen the benefit of the doubt. I really do. I just don't understand the timing. so let's
0: explore the possible paths because all right, so uh t- today on Ventline, Lou Nanny joined us, and I ran the thought that you just said by him, which is, you know, did Bruce maybe not love the Zucker trade? And now there's been all the rumors about Dumba out there. And so now we think there might be another significant trade or two involving a veteran. And did Bruce sort of balk at that and be like, dude, we're three points off of a playoff spot. I'm in the last year of my contract. I want to win. And Billy Guerin came back and said, but I'm not. And I want to build to which you can't blame Bill Guerin. And so that there was a falling out there. That seemed to me to be plausible. Lou Nanny said, I'm 99% sure that didn't happen because in Louie's mind, being a former GM, he said Bruce would understand what Bill's doing. If that's the case, that Bruce would get it um, and wouldn't put up such a stink that he would have to be fired with 25 games left. I like that explanation because it actually makes sense in my mind. But, you know, let's take explanation two now, behind door two. This is like a game show. Um, Door two is the Guerin 11.45 a.m. press conference at which he kept saying, and this goes back to the Zucker trade, I think we can make the playoffs. And so, you know, last night, Was disappointing. I get that. You had a two-goal lead. Um, Your top two lines did not play well. You blew that two-goal lead. You were upset. And so because Doogie flat out said, if you win that game, does this happen? And Garrett basically said, yeah, you know what? I don't fire him then. So as short-sighted as this might seem, because I think Bruce is a great coach, a very good coach. Was he fired because there is pressure or there is a feeling on Billy's part that they can make the playoffs and he didn't like what he saw, which still would be weird because they played well of late and obviously shut out Las Vegas or the Vegas Golden Knights, I should say, a couple nights ago. And then there's door number three, which we probably need to talk about, which is the mysterious one, which is Craig Leopold. What role is he playing here? He is a super fan. He's a guy who's going to, look, I'm not going to be shocked. If he puts pressure on Garen and says, I'm disappointed by what we saw against the Rangers last night, I wanted to win that game, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that all of these paths make sense, but I think you have to be open to the possibility that this is something sort of goofy because 25 games left to fire him now. I get the fact the contract's just about done. So that's the one thing that you could justify. A year ago, Fenton tried to fire Boudreaux and Leopold said, you can't because I got to pay him. So I get the contract's just about done, but is there a Leopold factor that we at least have to consider? I think
1: it's it's definitely worth considering. He's been he's been quiet ever since the press conference where a he fired Fenton and then introduced Bill Garen as the next general manager. We really haven't seen him. He still is in a suite at most games. We see him down there, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth exploring because because there's no black and white answer in my opinion. And I know Garen addressed the media already uh, since we've recorded this and and. He's already given his explanation, but I do think there's a little bit of GM speak there. I, I want to know more of what happened. And I know Michael Russo reported in the athletic that when he got the news, Boudreau walked out of the room, obviously disappointed, as most people are when they get fired from a job. Well,
0: and he was a guy I could I went to the press conference last night after the Ranger game, so that was Thursday night. I could tell you right now, there's no way he saw this coming. Like there's no, there was no indication of, oh, you know what, he he knows he's dead man walking. You didn't get that at all. You know, he talked about we need all 18 or I need 18 players and my goaltender to play their best. We didn't do that. But he said this is how the last 25 games are going to be there. Were, I don't think Bruce has the poker face to lie that well. So the whole thing with him being shocked makes perfect sense.
1: And there's also the player factor. I mean, we can go down this path too. did Bruce lose the locker room at any point. I find it hard to believe because he's such a respected and pretty progressive, forward-thinking coach, and a player's coach. But did he lose the locker room at any point? I mean, the players seem pretty jolly at practice. Just reading quotes. I wasn't there today on Friday, and neither were you. But it seems to me like no one is—there's not the woe is me. There, uh, Alex Stalock fell on the sword a little bit, but that's just Stalock. Yeah. That's just who he is. So is there— is there something that we don't know that maybe he did lose a locker room? We talked about last one timer that Ryan Souter has been very quiet, uh, this season. Zach Brise has voiced his frustrations at times, uh-huh. but in, in general, there's been this new dynamic in the locker room and it, it shouldn't counterproduct what we recorded, uh, this last one timer, but maybe we got a little too caught up in the new locker room and maybe there was problems behind the scenes. I guess what's your thoughts on it?
0: I guess my thought is this. I, I don't know that and, Right now, I think because we know so little about what happened and transpired here, that all of these things are in play. So, like, I can't tell you, no, I think that's crazy. Right. Like, there's a lot of things in play here. But I think there's a better chance, because Garen brought this up in his press conference today a few times, about there's not just one thing. You know, it's not just last night's game. It's not just this or that. I wonder if the, the dynamic that changed or had issues was a, multiple things that might have included players, but it also included how, how players were playing and who was playing where and who was playing when. And because going back a month, we've talked about some things that were almost certainly mandated by Bill Guerin. Yeah. You know, as we've talked about, it was not Bruce's idea to play Victor Rask second line. There's no way that Bruce woke up one day and said, you know who I really want? I'd like to give a chance to Victor Rask. I think, yeah. he, I think he's a great player. Somebody told him you are to play him higher and then eventually said, okay, it's not working. Move him down. Right. Yeah. I don't think a veteran coach. And by the way, I, I love this move. So I'm behind it. Not sure if you agree with me on this or not. I don't think a veteran coach who's been with this team for three plus years moved Miko Koivu to the fourth line. I think some. I think Garen did that. I think Billy Garen said he's going to be gone. It makes more sense to me. Like I don't think the dynamic is Bruce decided. "Ah, you know what, Miko fourth liner. And so I just wonder, too, if this just got to be, to Bill's point about, it's not just one thing, Declan. I wonder if this got to be a multitude of issues that just became too much. And beyond any like player being mad, beyond Koivu saying, this is a bunch of BS, I should be on the second line, it was just uh, basically one of these with uh, butting of the heads between Bill Guerin's ideas and Bruce's ideas. So with 25 games left, it became too much. Again, reckless speculation and a total theory. But we, there, the the only thing I know is we don't know what happened here, and I'm not. I can't buy into the fact that unless he's getting pressure from the owner, I can't buy the fact that Bill Guerin, who I think is a pretty smart guy, yeah, is really saying to himself, "Damn it, I'm sitting on a playoff powder keg here."
1: Yeah, that's what I don't get. I, uh, with Bill Guerin, he came on our show on Tuesday, and I thought I was very candid with his comments about Zucker and the return, and for him now to just fire Boudreau. When you're winning games, by the way, you're 7-3-1 and one, right, right in your last 10-11 games. You've been winning a lot. and 6-3-1 six,
0: six, in the last 10, and they won three in a row at one point, and then I think they won three of four. With and look,
1: we know this isn't a playoff caliber team. Yes, they they could sneak in just because by default they're four points out of a playoff spot, yep. but let's be honest, I mean, they're not going to scare anyone in the playoffs. They don't have the goaltending. They need about three more Kevin Fiala-type players to even be in that conversation with other teams. The only thing that works for the Wild is their blue line. And you might be selling off a pre-key cog here in 10 days if you were to part with a Brodine or Dumba, if not both of them. So where, where, what direction now are we trying to head? Are, are you trying to solidify draft, stat, draft lottery status? I mean, the Wild are 11th right now and if the season were to end a day for draft lottery odds. Are you trying... To push in the playoffs, you're trying to get your players that's motivated. Exactly, that's it, my. Qu- it's, that's it's, my qu- it's so much they, fun. Is somebody speculate. trying
0: to tank here, or is somebody really trying to get in, in the playoffs here? And do they really feel? And I mean, believe me, I am not. I am not saying this personally, but do they really feel? To your point, that Bruce was starting to lose a locker room. Was the Rangers' loss that bad? Because to be, I watched that game last night, and I thought for two periods it was a great game. Third period, the Wild slowed down and, and looked older, but the New York Rangers, those top two lines and those defensemen, some of them are phenomenal. Like they are they can skate for days. They are so fast. And that team is so much more skilled right now across the board. Now you've got Fiala, who I love. Yep. Love but that. Dex, when you watch Panarin, for instance. Oh, or Zabanajad. Not fair. I mean, I'm sorry. That's yeah. that you're not on that plane. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think we have to be open to the fact that there's a lot of different scenarios. But let you know what? Let's go down the path of individual wild players who could have caused problems. Let's okay. say, let's say the kids caused the divorce okay okay so like them. it's not the kids were complaining to the parents but you just said to yourself i can't stand johnny and susie and you like them and i'm out of here i'm divorcing you um which is a very appropriate topic for valentine's day um eric Stahl to me causes problems if i'm billy Garen, mm. i i trade him as quick as possible okay now. last night the last two games he's looked a thousand years old and, and believe me again if you put him on a third line on a playoff team I think he could be pretty good, right. but like you're asking him to play first line, and your first line last night to me, outside of Fiala, and you can't move Zach, uh, and he's okay, Zach's okay, but Eric Stahl, these last few games, has gone back to looking like the Eric Stahl early season, and so I'd go to Bruce and say, I- I'll take a draft pick for him, I, because he's just, it's not there anymore for him. It's uh, certainly not consistent. The other problem child, and this isn't Bill's fault, and it's probably not Bruce's fault, Matt Zuccarello. Man, he played his former team last night and could not have looked worse. That second line... He's looked worse for two weeks now. And and by the way, the other guy that could cause problems here, because he ain't going to do a thing, he'll score a couple goals, Galchenyuk. Like, that's a complete... He's here to go.
1: Yeah, it's the salary. Dump. So again, I just it's keep wild. coming
0: back to, despite the fact that Louis basically told me I was crazy, I keep coming back to the fact that I wonder if Bruce just keeps saying, you're undermining me at every turn, and I'm in my last year, and Garen finally said... Because Garen... The one thing I will give Garrett, he can't say, you know what my idea really is? <laughs> like the tank, right? Yeah. Like you can't say that. Leopold won't let him say that. I think it might be actually smart to send out like the Rangers did a letter to your season ticket holders, but they're not going to do that. But that's why I keep coming back to there's problem children and get Galchenyuk doesn't help you one bit. And then to your point from before, and as you've written about score Matt Dumba might be traded. You know, if I'm Bruce Boudreaux, I-, I don't want that. That doesn't help me. I think one of these defensemen might be gone, and who knows? It might be Brodine, who looked great last night. Yeah, he was. Great. And my God, if I'm Bruce Boudreaux and I just I I've been told that twenty five is going to be traded, and I saw him last night, I'll probably blow a gasket too. Mm-hmm. So I I know I was told I was probably wrong, but that's the only plausible one that I can sort of embrace.
1: Okay, so let's let's start with let's unpack the kids part of that conversation. Sure. So starting with Kevin Fiala, who had a little bit of a hiccup in his contract negotiations, took drag his feet there. Got to training camp late. I think it affected his game. Uh, was scratched a couple times in the first first dozen games of the season. And then eventually, slowly but surely, Bruce gave him longer of leashes, longer of leashes. Maybe he'd dress him, but he would sit him. And then eventually that sitting became into play, turned into playing time. And on Tuesday night, when Fiala had, again, just a gorgeous game, a three-point night, and I believe it was Damon Satani, the Pioneer Press, asked, you know, what is it with Fiala? And he says, I don't want to bug him. And now, to me, I, I even chuckled at that. We all chuckled at that when he said that. But is that also because maybe there is some butting of heads between a Fiala and a Bruce Boudreaux and Guerin looking down on the situation saying, you had to play this kid. You have to play him. You have to play him. He is our future. We have to see, and or we just have to see what we have in him long-term. So Fiala, I think, is a little bit of a dynamic playmaker and he wasn't getting those opportunities. And eventually... Now Fiala getting a leash, and he's been dynamite for the last month. He's everything Paul Fenton said he was that we all laughed at a year ago. This time, now when it came, comes to like Cunning and Greenway and Eck, uh, and actually I can even slide Ryan Donato into the same category as Fiala. I don't know if there was a big of a problem with those four players. On as in my reckless speculation, Donato I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to put Donato and Fiala together just because Donato. Um, Got in the doghouse too a lot for, for his work ethic as well, where Cunning, Greenway and Eck have gotten the benefit of the doubt. I think basically since training camp broke, but Donato and Fiala are interesting to me because I think Guerin wants to see what they have in these kids and Boudreaux coming from an old school background of, and and I look, I hate, I I always hated this type of talk, but like you have to earn it. Your play has to earn it. And I think that's such BS hockey crap that i can't tell uh that i can't stand excuse me that just frustrates me to no end and eventually someone had to say and probably was garen these kids have to play bruce no matter what they have to play
0: i like it and donato would be and i believe you know he scored a goal against the rangers again because he shoots it was a great backhand shot and he's another guy now who's still been fourth line and there would be a case where you should say he's playing top six i don't care So but again, all of this tracks to my personal feeling that this would far more be about Bruce trying to win right now with what Bruce thinks is best. And Garin saying, I got I no, I can't do that, which which then, of course, would fly in the face of uh, Leopold putting pressure on Bill Guerin to make the playoffs. And maybe Leopold has backed off. I don't know. But you know what else? I'm going to recklessly speculate here because this just came to my mind. So let's say some things in last night's game rub, were the final straw, okay? okay? yeah. So it not the loss, necessarily, but elements of that game were. Bill Garrett said, I can't take this anymore. Like, this is one time too many where I've told him, I, either I've told the coach to do something different and or expected it and he knows what I want. You know what I just thought about? And this, this would be the end of a strained relationship, just like the final straw. So, like, this wouldn't be something in October you'd be like, you're fired for. But... The shootout was Donato, who was second? Fiala. It was Fiala second, and then Parisi, yeah. right? Good mix. Was, was Fiala second? Yes. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's not that bad. I'm just trying to think of if there was anything in particular that we can go back to and point to that would have been a final straw veteran coach type of thing that would have driven Garen crazy. But yeah, if you went with those, and he started with Donato, so I don't know.
1: How about this quote from Ryan Suter in the locker room today? I don't know if you saw this, this is per uh, Sarah McClellan from the Star Tribune. Okay. This is uh, Ryan Suter. Quote We have a lot of respect for Bruce. He was a great guy and a great coach. It's sad to see him go. We were still responding to Bruce. At the same time, if Billy thinks other guys need to get going more, maybe a new voice will help change certain things. Other guys. Other guys. And you heard also. Piggyback off that quote from in his press conference on Thursday. If other guys are upset with this, maybe they shouldn't be on our team. I'm paraphrasing a little bit on that. Yeah, right. Quote, but that but, was what
0: Garen said. That's interesting. And who are the other guys then? I right. Mean, the fact that Zuccarello had a terrible game, is that on is that on Bruce? Is so is he gonna respond to somebody else? Mm-hmm um because i don't think at this point in time it's not it's like it's not like you can change your style completely so if zuccarello hates bruce's style i don't know that there's a way in the next week or so to change it drastically to alter that uh but yeah this is one of the more mysterious ones and and certainly it's one that the reckless speculation tag fits into (laughs) because there's just so many moving parts here and the frustrating thing for us is i don't know short well a week from Monday when the trade deadline hits on February 24th, that should give us a better idea of what's going on here. But until then, I don't know that we're going to have a clear, really clear assessment of what happened here and sort of a play-by-play of what fell apart.
1: Yeah, and that's what I think is so frustrating. And I'm I'm sure, look, Michael Russo, has let his thoughts been known for a long time on what he feels about with Bruce Boudreaux and their relationship. And I'm sure a, a sit-down this summer is probably knocking on the door and we'll, we'll eventually hear what really happened. Um, between Guerin and Boudreau, but as someone who look, he's my favorite coach in this town, and I really think he was the right guy, even during this transitional, awkward rebuild year, to get this team turned around again in, in a short period of time. My problem is, is and I and look, winning cures all. So if the Wild start winning next year, I'll probably forget everything about Bruce Boudreau. I just don't know what other coaches out there that makes me think, wow, this person, like a a Jalant or a DeBoer, I know DeBoer's in Vegas, but you get the point where all these fired coaches and recycled coaches, one of them's going to come in and change the things that Bruce Boudreaux, in my opinion, already had a great grip on. I mean, you let go of the third most winningest head coach of all time. Mm -hmm. And a guy who came in here, took Mike Yeo's team, and made them the second best team in the West in his first year. And all it took was moving Granlin outside of center, putting Coyle here, putting Nino there. It was little small tweaks that said, Oh my God, Eureka, we got so much out of these guys. And it turned out that maybe those that those players' contributions weren't sustainable long term. Sure. And they probably peaked right then and there and hit their ceiling. But I don't see any other coach that's going to come in here and make Luke Cunning into a superstar, told, turn Joel Erickson Eck into, instead of diet Miko Koivu, full on Miko Koivu, you know? So. I, that's the frustrating and, and confusing part for me too. Is I just don't know what other coach Garin would have in mind that he thinks can get more out of these players.
0: Lou said uh, a guy that used to coach the Islanders, Dougie Waite, might be a yeah. candidate. Um, I mean, and, and Billy was probably going to bring in his own guy here because that's what guys do. They, they want their either friend or somebody that they trust to coach the team. Uh, but you know, Bruce did a fantastic job, and I will say this: the team that Bruce coached by the end was certainly not the team that Bruce was brought in to coach. Bruce was brought in to coach a team that still had or thought they had Parisey and Suter at a pretty high level of play. Obviously, both of them have dropped off. Ryan's still a good player. But that, but the point is, Bruce was brought in as the final piece to a puzzle of this team can make a Stanley Cup run. Mike Yo couldn't do it because, I don't know, he didn't have the cachet or what, but it seemed like players didn't listen to him as much. And, you know, Bruce came from the Ducks after being... Uh, after being bounced in a Game 7, as he was through much of his coaching career, and immediately got the job here. And the thought process, I think, was, oh my gosh, it's going to go to the playoffs, and so now they can make a potential playoff run. And of course, they lost in the first round, Bruce's first two years, including the second year to the Jets, after which point Chuck Fletcher was fired, and that changed the entire dynamic, and Paul Fenton got the job, and that was a disaster, and Fenton wanted to fire Bruce. But the point was, by last night, Bruce Boudreaux was not coaching the team, That he had thought he was going to coach. He came here to try and win a cup with the Wild. And unfortunately, it became clear after a while that that was not going to be possible. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. I think he was a really good coach. I think he's a really good guy to cover. He's a great hockey guy. And um, I'm not surprised he got fired. And I don't feel really bad for him being fired because coaches get fired. I feel bad for him because of the timing, though.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's professional sports. It's just like when Jason Zucker got traded on, on Monday, Tuesday, and everyone said, why would they trade this great philanthropist and and someone who, who did so much in the community? And yes, those points are all valid, but it's professional sports, man. And this is the life you sign up for. Um, but the thing is, when you start winning games and you're a respected head coach, and I'm, I am going to compare Jason Zucker to Bruce Boudreaux, it's it's not comparable, in my opinion. I don't think you can compare Professional sports and getting traded or getting fired in the same—I don't think you can put that, those two situations in the same room. And Boudreau is going to land, I think, is going to land in his feet somewhere. And he and he's up there in age. I think Bruce is north of 65 60 years old. I mean, he's like sixty-three. He probably only has maybe one more stop left in him. And if I am a team, and again, I know you think he's safe in Toronto. I think I don't think anyone's safe in Toronto with with the volatility that's there. So. I would say Toronto and Buffalo are probably the two teams back in the well, Eastern Buffalo's Conference. Buffalo's been a mess again. And, right.
0: But they, they've also got another first-year coach. And actually, the rumor last year was that if Fenton had fired Bruce, Bruce was going to get the Buffalo that. job because he'd be close to his mom, who's in Toronto. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe is, is the new coach in Toronto. He's sort of an up-and-comer, so I don't think he'll get fi- fired. But Bruce is going to get a job somewhere. And as we've talked about throughout the day, there's enough head coaching jobs open in this league that if you want one, you could get one. Deco. Again, I,
1: I don't know how, how valid it is, but what if he went to Chicago? What, what, what are all the morons in the state of hockey going to do if this guy's coaching the Blackhawks? What's the reaction? No,
0: probably love to coach. Uh, I would love and Taze. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. And I'm not sure the kid in Chicago is completely safe. So I agree that might be, but he'll be, he'll get one more job for sure. If not a couple for sure. more jobs. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? I mean, he probably needs to go back to a veteran team and take a swing at a cup cuz i think that at his age and with his skill set that's probably the thing that suits him the best and that's what he came here to do you know if you had told if the wild right now had approached had approached bruce i don't think he'd take this job this is not now this but when he took the job this was obviously seen as a Stanley Cup contender and um i foresee that he probably will take another job where he can take over a team that sort of needs that push over the top as opposed to this thing which is not a complete rebuild, but certainly a building, a building job.
1: Right. And I guess kind of, a, as we slowly wrap up here, you know, I guess what, what do you want to see this team take in these last 25 games? Joe? Do you want to see them rally around this new coach and turn something on and, and maybe make a run? Or do you want them to lose out? You know, I, I, that's another thing that's so puzzling about this move is, I know, is this going to make, is this going to motivate them to, to go on a typical wild run where they win 16 out of 20 and, and flirt yeah. with the playoffs spot Tor- is this
0: Torchetti again exactly <clears throat> <clears throat> or or I, yeah but I don't think this team needs that like I think this team I actually agree. works hard that team was an under the Torchetti team was an underachieving bunch of as I said at the time dogs yeah this is not a bunch of dogs I like this team like it still has its issues but you know when you've got Felino and Cunning, I'm not gonna rip them no um and you know to what we talked about six three and one in their last ten yeah they lost last night in OT but they still got a point their last, you know, the last true loss was Colorado, man. There ain't nothing wrong with Colorado. That's a better team than you. The Rangers Absolutely. were a better team than you. Absolutely. Um, You know, the Torchetti team was no surprise because I thought that was just a bunch of underachieving players that didn't care. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, our God, we got our coach fired. Let's try hard. Right. I don't think these guys are going to do that. Um, I don't think this should be a playoff team. I don't think that they are.
1: So are, they're probably where they are right now. eleventh, yeah. and that's what, that's what I'm that's saying what is be. I don't, yeah.
0: I can get my head around this. As a as sort of a bailout, Bruce didn't like it. I can't get my head around the fact that Garen really believes that Dean Everson is going to connect with, you know, cause Zuccarello to become Wayne Gretzky. So I guess the next
1: question I have for you, too, in our long Minnesota goodbye is, does a move like this make trading a Brodine, a Brodine or a Dumba easier? Does it make that to say? I think it does, right? I think it's well, right, almost. especially
0: if the head coach who you just fired was telling you you can't do that to me.
1: Yes, right. I mean, I think I think that might be it. Is the fact that you know
0: what? Garin is saying we're bailing, so we're gone. So let me tell you what I would like to be the truth, okay? Okay. Because we don't know the truth. Let me tell you what I would like to be the truth. I would like what Louis told me I was probably crazy about to be the truth. That Bill Garin has gone to Leopold and said we're done, we're we're out. Don't worry about it. Now, publicly, I get you'd lie about that. Yeah. It's sports lying. And, and, yeah. and again, I absolve Bill Guerin. I'm fine. I don't. I would prefer that they be honest, but I get why they wouldn't be. There's a lot of empty seats in that building. And if you say, yeah, we're going to suck too bad, people aren't going to like that. Later. yep. Um, and I don't know what type of message that sends to the team. I personally don't care. But I would like the truth to be that Bill Guerin has said, I'm going to... Now, I'm not a big fan of trading Dumba or Brodine, but let's say he's going to make more trades. Let's say he's going to trade Stall. I love the Zucker trade. I thought it was a great step. I also think Galchenyuk's not much of a player, and so I just think he's here to eat a contract until he doesn't, which will be the spring, and then he's gone. Um, that's what I would like to be the truth. So the bailout to me would be ideal. Do I know that for certain? Absolutely not.
1: But I, I think that's as it, this that just came on my head as a light bulb moment. I think that's probably the reason. I think Guerin wants to bail. I think yeah, he wants what, to sell. Well,
0: and, there was a, and that's what I ran by Lou, because I said, do you think there's a chance that Bill, that Bruce, in the last year of his contract, said, what are you doing? We're three points out of a playoff spot. I need, I need to make the playoffs to keep my job. And Bill said, I just, Bruce, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. not my, I, I got no pressure. Yeah. Now, some of the scenarios I painted also would apply pressure from ownership to make the playoffs, but I, I, can't, I can't, Bill Guerin, there's no way. That he thinks Dean Evison gives this team. And by the way, Dean Evison was supposed to replace Bruce last year via Paul Fenton. Like Dean Dina, Dean's not a guy that Bill brought here. That I was know. he was brought here from the Milwaukee Admirals, Evison was, by Paul Fenton. So this is not a scenario under which um Bill Guerin's saying, I got my guy now. This is a short term fix, and I can't believe that he really thinks that Dean gives them a chance, a better chance to have playoff success. So at least in my mind, I'd much prefer it to be the scenario of Bill Guerin saying, Bruce, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen, and I'm going to continue down this path of trying to build this up.
1: And I also think, look, we've talked about it before, too, that Dumba and Dean are going to get you a haul, and, and Guerin will not be selling low on either and, piece. And after
0: the Zucker trade, I, I, I trust that even more. And, Don't and, you?
1: And I also believe that that also sets a bar for right? sets a bar for other teams. I mean, a, a, a trade sets the example of what you can get for a comp player. So I wonder now if, um, yeah, Brodeen or Dumba are just more expendable. Um, they're not more expendable, but are more likely to be traded, excuse me, that...
0: Well, do you think that Bruce could have... See, I, just back to your question quickly, I think that this shows, if if we're right about this, that Bruce just couldn't have blocked the trade, but they... But the, there was such acrimony between GM and coach mm-hmm. that they just said, we'll part ways. Yeah,
1: and I, I think that's what it is. I, I think – I wondered, too, if Garen gave him the opportunity earlier in this year that he said, D- do, you you know, do you want to bail? Do you want me to relieve you of your duties? And we can, that's what we can actually say, relieve you of your duties instead of just saying you're fired by the way, why don't you just say he's fired? That's what happened. Uh, they don't say that in sports anymore. <sighs> so like, sports doesn't say that anymore. So I wonder if eventually they gave him that opportunity, and and I'm um, and Garen said, "All right, fine, I'll let you buck, but I might pull the plug underneath you." You know, maybe this conversation first happened after that ten sure. game stretch where they were awful to start the year, and then eventually Garen just said, "I'm done." And you know what? It stinks. It's like when Molitor got fired too, a little bit similar that. You had a new regime that inherited this guy and you couldn't fire the manager after making a postseason out of flip and nowhere. But once things started to go south that they gave every reason to, to to say see you later. So I think it's a little similar to that too. And and now Gieran is tasked with finding his guy. Look, Everson might be a great guy. He might get the job. But I think no he's shot. probably on the outside. He's looking got it
0: for no him. shot of getting this job, and right. and plus he comes cheap now. The the one thing is with 25 games left, it's so late in Bruce's contract, and you're not going to replace Bruce, or it's not like you're replacing Bruce with a new coach yet. Yeah. So there's no contract in, involved. This yeah. is a very cheap move. I mean, this cost them nothing. You promote Dean. You might have given him, hey, what's up, Dave hey, Bessler? How are you? Big coaching change today. You uh, you give him the opportunity, you know, to get 25 games in. That's great. But it is interesting, Dex, that Fenton gets fired in late July. Mm -hmm. They hire Garen in late August. And we have, what, four-plus months of Billy basically being patient, no changes, head coach stays the same, Um, no real trades of significance. And now within a span of, what, four or five days, marquee player gone in a big trade. I mean, it's a good trade, big trade. And then today, head coach gone. And so I think this is all the prelude to what is going to be for the Minnesota Wild. An extremely busy offseason. And if your bold prediction comes true, maybe it involves trying to find a way to get Zach Parisi to move on.
1: Yeah, that might still be on the table. Koibu, by the way. Is yeah, Koibu's good. gone. You know, it, it, we're turning over Shooter's not gone.
0: Nope. And the, the only scary thing with Zach, of course, is as we're seeing with the potential Shea Weber contract in Montreal, the recapture yeah, language. The recapture. But is the issue. it's going to be a busy offseason, and yeah. I expect a ton of moves, and uh, that's going to be more than just a new head coach. So that it? Final thoughts? You done? Final thoughts are: uh, I'm I'm so sorry,
1: Bruce Boudreaux. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I do feel bad for you, and I'm sorry. So I it's want Valentine's Day
0: he's with his love. Yeah, wife. Well, we're gonna have a nice dinner. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sitting team. at home
1: alone with my wife,
0: counting the today. money. All right. all right, all right. Judd's Hockey Show, I'm for 60. another impromptu emergency version of Judd's Hockey Show, because it never ends. With Minnesota Sports, Hughes Declan, he's now behind the camera. I'm Judd. We'll talk to you later. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever.